Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, the 23rd of December, 2020. Do you ever get frustrated by what you see going on in your country? Uh, Do you look out at the United States of America and see wickedness that you wish would would stop? Do you you have grief in your heart over the the sin and and just the exaltation of what is not right and not good in our culture? And do you ever find yourself crying out to God as a result of that? Uh, Crying out to God, Lord, I want your kingdom to come. I want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want you to work. I want you to move to change all these things. Now imagine that you're praying those prayers about, you know, let's put it in our context. You're praying those prayers about the United States of America and God speaks to you. And he says, you know what? I hear your prayers and let me tell you what I'm going to do. And then he goes on to say that Russia or China or North Korea or fill in the blank with any nation you look out there is like, wow, that now that is a wicked nation. And he says that nation is going to come and invade and judge America. Now, how are you feeling? You're finding yourself, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, America's not good, but hey, we're better than them. I mean, you're looking at another nation. They're totally godless. There is nothing there that is right and good. How are they going to come and judge us? If you think about how you would feel in that moment, you're starting to put yourself in the shoes of the prophet Habakkuk. Today, we read this book, these three chapters, and it's an interesting book because we don't hear about Habakkuk proclaiming anything to the nation. This book really is a conversation between Habakkuk and God, and it's kind of similar to what I was just describing to you. Habakkuk is praying about the sin that he sees in his nation, the the kingdom of Judah, and he is crying out to God to do something about the the wickedness that he sees. He's even saying, how long do I have to cry for help? God, are you ever going to listen? And so God basically says, hey, the Chaldeans, or you might know them as the Babylonians, I'm going to raise them up and they're going to come and they're going to deliver judgment to the, the nation of Judah. And then Habakkuk's like, whoa, 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 whoa. God, aren't you, aren't you holy? Aren't, aren't your eyes purer than to see evil? I mean, this nation, they're worse than us. How can you use, I mean, I get that we're bad, God, but how can you use the Babylonians to come and, and judge us? And that's really the predicament there that we see in Habakkuk. Nothing is going according to plan. It's not making sense to him. And he has this conversation with God about it. And there's a couple things that I want us to really learn from this psalm uh, because God helps Habakkuk see some things that he needs to see. And let's pick that up in verse two. Um, God now responds to Habakkuk's prayer where Habakkuk is saying, whoa, how in the world are you going to use an even worse nation to judge us? And God responds and says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. This is verse three now for it. Still, the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. 
Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by faith. And so he even is kind of saying, hey, don't worry. Like if, if things seem slow, if God's justice seems slow, wait for it. It's going to come. And in the meantime, the righteous are going to live by faith. That even when things don't make sense to us, we are going to trust God that he has it all figured out. And God then is gracious to Habakkuk and kind of goes on to explain, hey, guess what? I'm going to take care of the Babylonians, the Chaldeans too. They're not, they're kind of like we talked about yesterday, they're not going to get away with it. And God kind of brings Habakkuk some comfort there as a result of that. So there's a couple things that we need to get from this book today. And one is our faith needs to be strengthened. Even this phrase becomes really important in the New Testament. It's something that Paul, a phrase he uses a lot in the book of Romans, the righteous will live by faith. And it comes here from this book of Habakkuk. And that should describe our lives, that no matter what's going on in the world, even when it seems crazy and out of control, the righteous will live by faith. The righteous will trust God is in control. The wicked and the evildoers in the world, they're not going to get away with it. And it might not happen on the timetable that I want, which would be right now, but God is in control and I am going to wait for him. Your faith should be strengthened by reading this book and trusting that God has things under control. The other thing that I want us to take out of this passage is not simply just a faith, not even just a, okay, I'm going to resign myself to the to fate that, you know, things are just going to be terrible, but God's going to make it good somehow. No, I'm even going to find joy in it. And that's where at the end of the book of Habakkuk, there's one of the most precious passages really in the whole Bible. And starting in chapter 3, verse 17, he says, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. So this is old school, ancient times. This is just economic catastrophe that he is describing here. But in the midst of all that, he says in verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deers. He makes me tread on my high places. So there, he's not just talking, okay, I'll trust God, even though everything is just terrible. He's saying, no, even in the midst of it, I'm going to have joy. I'm going to rejoice in God. I mean, even he anticipates, even in the midst of pain and and suffering that may come, God is going to be my strength. God is going to help me. And so those are the two takeaways I want you to have from the book of Habakkuk. Faith, that you are trusting God, that he is control, that he is going to ultimately work everything out. And in the meantime, not only will you trust him, you will rejoice in him and you will actively expect that he is going to help you. He is going to uphold you. He is going to sustain you. And I love how it puts it there, at least in the English standard version in verse 18, I will take joy, right? That we're not just waiting around for it as Christians, we're taking joy, claiming the joy that is ours because we know that God is in control. 
And just some of these concepts that God is going to provide for his people, that God is going to take care of the wicked. We see those in other passages that we're looking at today. First, Psalm 147, verses 1 through 6. We see God showing an incredible amount of care for his people. Uh, Look at verse 2. It says, the Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel right? Even the outcasts, God cares for them. He's ga- he, he gathers them. In verse three, he heals up the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That God cares about people with broken hearts. God cares about the pain that we feel, even the emotional pain that we feel. And then verse four says, he determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names, right? This God that is so vast that he knows and names all the stars. He carries about, he cares about the broken hearts of his people. And and verse six says, the Lord lifts up the humble, but he casts the wicked to the ground. So when we are humble, when we are trusting God, even when we're brokenhearted, even when we're suffering, we know God is near to us. God heals us. God takes care of us. And as it says there, he casts the wicked to the ground. He will uh, judge the wicked. And that's really what we see in the first 10 verses of Revelation chapter 19. Revelation 19, uh, it talks about, and this is an amazing picture, rejoicing in heaven at the judgment of sin on, on the world. I mean, these are interesting songs. The multitude in heaven singing in verse one, hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God for his judgments are true and just. For he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And once more, they cried out, hallelujah, the smoke from her goes up forever and ever. Now, I don't, I don't know what songs you've sung in church, but I don't remember a song where the bridge is the smoke goes up forever and ever. And we repeat that a bunch of times. I, I don't remember singing that song, but that's a song that's going to be sung on the day of judgment. And to some extent, that should make sense to all of us. We shouldn't be arrogant. We should be humble, realizing that we are sinners saved by grace. But there is a sense that we should look out at the world and say, there are things that are wrong. There is evil that goes on in the world that needs to be taken care of. And when God does, we will rejoice in that. And then it turns to praising God and talks about the marriage supper of the Lamb. That in contrast to the judgment that the sinful world is going to experience, God's people are going to experience the the bliss and the joy of being with our Savior. And and we think about the church as the bride of Christ. Well, that wedding is is going to happen. And so we're looking forward to that. And we're trusting, hey, it's going to be all right for us in the end. It's going to be more than all right. And God is going to take care of the wicked. As we think about how God has accomplished all that, we can't skip over then what we read today in John chapter 19, 28 through 37. And here we find really one of the most precious really words, one word in, in the Greek um, it, there in verse 30. When Jesus receives the sour wine, he says the Greek word, tetelestai, which means it is finished. And we think about that word, we think about what it means for us. That word echoes throughout the ages. And we are the beneficiaries of Jesus saying, hey, it is finished. That he has paid the price for our sins. And our sins are nailed to the cross. 
There is nothing that you and I have to do to add to the cross. All that God calls us to do is to respond to the cross in repentance and faith. There are are no works that we can do to add up for it. There is no penance that we must pay to supplement what Jesus Christ has done for us. It is finished. And as we prepare to take a break for a few days, at least from the podcast, keep reading your Bibles. I hope those words stick with you, that you are comforted by the truth, that it is finished. And no matter what's going on in the world around us, we can take joy from that fact, that Jesus died on the cross, that our sin has been nailed to the cross. We bear it no more. Praise the Lord. And even as you spend time over these next few days celebrating Christmas, remember what Christmas led to, that that the Christmas leads to the cross where Jesus said, it is finished. And we know even the cross wasn't the end. He rose again. And even the resurrection isn't the end. He's coming again. And if your faith is in Christ, someday you will participate in the marriage supper of the lamb. And oh, what a day that will be. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. Remember, uh, we will be resuming the podcast on Monday after the Christmas holiday. And uh, please keep reading the word. We'll catch up on some things on Monday and we'll be ready to run hard right into a new year, digging into God's word together again. And for more resources, you can check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Thank you.